Well, it's almost over 2023, so yeah, we're going through a lot of best of lists. And uh, when it comes to movies, well, the best, well, certainly the biggest when it comes to uh, dollar figures, well, at uh, number two. Are we saying there's a chance that when we push that button, we destroy the world? Chances are near zero. Near zero. What do you want from theory alone? Zero. Actually, that was the third biggest movie, Oppenheimer, right there. 951 million and counting. Number two was Super Mario Brothers. And at number one, well, of course, you guessed it. Barbie in the real world. That's impossible. Yeah, over 1.4 billion and counting uh, for Barbie. Was it the best movie you saw this year? I haven't even seen it yet. It's streaming for free on Crave. I'd like to maybe see it this weekend. Brett Buster joins me, our resident movie critic. What did you think of Barbie? I thought it was all right. Not the best movie you saw? Not even close. <laughs> <laughs> in, in fact, none of those three movies would make my top 10 of the year. Well, I got to tell you, the best movie I saw at the IMAX was Oppenheimer. It's also the worst movie I saw at the Kramer IMAX theater because it's too long. Too freaking long. A really interesting, but yeah, far too long. But I do want to give props to the Kramer IMAX theater. Best theater upgrade of the mm, year? 100%. Looks uh, isn't it awesome in there now? Looks awesome in there. Yeah. What was the best movie you saw then? Honestly, I just saw it uh, this week, and it's called Poor Things. It's in theaters right now. It's Emma Stone, Willem Dafoe, Mark Ruffalo. It's a weird as hell Frankenstein kind of movie, but it's so weird, and I loved it. It was It's a it's a 10 out of 10 for me. Now, is uh, The Curse with Emma Stone, it's streaming right now. Yeah, it's a TV series. Oh, my God. It's brutal. It's brutal. <laughs> it's horrible. Yeah, and I love Emma Stone, Me too. too. Yeah, but I'm three episodes in, and I think I'm going to bail. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to bail on that one. Yeah, she's so good. She's, really good. I, I think she's, she has a chance to win another Oscar with Poor Things. Yeah, I, uh, I definitely uh, I love her. I have not seen that movie. What was the worst movie you saw this year? Well, it's sort of unfair, but it's a really terrible horror movie um, <laughs> called Fear, which is not only uh, one of the, the worst movie of this year, it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my life. A genuine zero out of ten. I thought there were several movies you went to the theater and came back and said, oh, my God. They were awful. Well, yeah, but that you asked for one. <laughs> I mean, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey was terrible. I I hated uh, that rom com with uh, Evan uh, Chris Evans and uh, Ana de Armas on Apple. Uh, Ghosted, yeah, uh, no, Magic Mike Three one. was terrible. There was lots of really bad movies. Yeah, I you know I I wanted so badly to go to Indiana Jones this year and and, and think of it as a great end to it, but that was a disappointer. I did love Mission Impossible. Yep, uh, uh, Reckoning. Wasn't it? Dead, Dead Reckoning, Reckoning part, part one. one. And yep. now I hear the, the second part isn't coming out till 2025 now. Yep. They unfortunately, I think because it lost all the money with the, the Barbenheimer thing. And they're not calling it Dead Reckoning part yeah. two. They're changing the title too. What did you stream uh, this year that you thought was the best? The best show that I binged um, was The Fall of the House of Usher on Netflix. It's a um, by the same guy, Mike Flanagan, who did like the Haunting of Bly Manor, Haunting of Hill House. And I love this dude. Um, he's great with uh, horror movies and horror series. And it was a show all about... Edgar Allan Poe, and it was just phenomenal. Yeah, I've heard a few people say they enjoyed that too. I, I loved 1923, the Yellowstone prequel with Helen Mirren and uh, Harrison Ford. Every episode looks epic. It's like $8 million an episode. It's it's just stunning to watch, and it's only eight episodes. Those are the series that I'm looking forward to binge this weekend. 
six to eight episodes. Oh, absolutely. You know, I also love, I got to give a shout out to The Last of Us. I loved that show. Oh, yeah. That was good, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. And the, the new one, is that coming out in 2024? I the th- next uh, season? I think they're filming it right now. So I would say probably early 2020. In Vancouver, I think this yeah. time, eh? Yeah. It's not Alberta. Uh, best local live theater experience. Well, There's it, one. Well, it would be local, but I loved the Cirque du Soleil show that was just in town. That was phenomenal. Yeah. And, uh, you know, as much as I enjoy going to the RS show, and I'd love to see Globe Theater come to the forefront again, but as they wait for their new theater, uh, I have to say... Jagged Little Pill, uh, the uh, Alanis Morissette Broadway show that came to... Uh, the Conexus. Outstanding band, outstanding cast. It's too bad that more people didn't go to that one uh, because the crowds were a little thin, but that was Broadway caliber and it was was an awesome show. Um, okay, so anything else you want to talk about the best stuff? Well, I just uh, looking ahead to next year. Oh I yeah, mean, what are you looking forward to? What, well, uh, I mean, for me, Deadpool 3, I really need the MCU to get back on track. Plus, I love that Hugh Jackman's coming back as Wolverine. Yeah, can't, that's going to be fun. Can't wait for that. And then also, also, I hear Taylor Swift might have a cameo in this movie, so that could be kind of fun. And then I I got some big concerts coming my way this year. Uh, it's sort of a tie. I'm seeing Metallica, a two-nighter uh, show in Edmonton. One ticket, you get both shows. It's incredible. And then I'm going to Vegas for uh, the When We Were Young Festival, which is literally all the bands that I love from high school, and the headliners are My Chemical Romance and Fall Out Boys. So that's Boy, a dream. You are going to be busy this this coming year. Hell yeah. It just uh, It's funny. I just got a list here. Of all the sequels coming in 2024. It's all sequels, Joker baby. 2, Dune 2, Venom 3, Gladiator 2. Oh, that'll be interesting. Bad Boys 4. Beverly Needle Hills Cop 4. Ghostbusters 4. Beverly Hills Cop 4 coming to Netflix next summer. Thanks, Brett. Well, you would expect a big party in New York Times Square, and you're going to get one again this New Year's Eve. Three, two, one. Happy New Year. Yeah, you can tune into the big ball drop there. And uh, New York, not so much uh, the destination to uh, celebrate New Year's Eve as it once was. They, don't get me wrong, they still get uh, thousands of people, but uh, a lot of people say the expense of getting there and getting a hotel close, it's, it's uh, just enormous now and heck even at times square there's an applebee's that looks down into uh times square there it would cost you 800 us dollars to get a table at applebee's on new year's eve to watch the ball drop but it is an open bar at applebee's if you choose per person to spend 800 us uh i mentioned this earlier how nashville is quickly becoming the new year's eve destination of choice uh nash vegas says it's been uh, starting to uh, be uh, known as because a lot of people love Las Vegas. They closed down the Strip. I've been there on New Year's Eve. It is a blast. If you've never done New Year's Eve in Vegas, it's pretty extraordinary with eight or nine different hotels all letting off fireworks at the same time. And it's just a cool party vibe. I'd like to go to Nashville. I've been a few times, but New Year's Eve, all the stars hang there and they've got stages throughout downtown. And in fact, they're going to broadcast it live along uh, uh, with uh, everything in Times Square. If you're at home, uh, maybe with a fam, a few board games and uh, barbecuing like I will or uh, choosing to order in. And there's lots to bring in the new year on 
television with there, too. Hey, by the way, if uh, this is the weekend you tear down the, the Christmas tree and it's real, yes, the Yard Waste Depot will be open except for Sunday. Uh, but it's it's free to drop off your tree, uh, minus all the decorations, obviously, uh, till the end of January. You can do that. And uh, over at the Cooperator Center, I know the Sask First Under 15 Top 160 tournament continues. It's busy over the Real District. The Pats, not in town tonight in Moose Jaw, but home to Brandon on uh, Saturday night. And the World Juniors expecting more of this today. Long lead pass, fine Celebrini. In alone, Celebrini back, headshot, score! Yeah, Celebrini is all the rage, just as Conor Bedard was last year at the World Juniors. So today, uh, they take on the host nation, Sweden. Pre-game starts at noon, right here on 980 CJME, and the puck drops at 1230. The last win moved us into first place in Group A, six points. Uh, Canada completes the round robin on New Year's Eve against Germany. And uh, NFL football last night, how about the Cleveland Browns, huh? That was extraordinary. Uh, particularly, uh, really because uh, Joe Flacco, Cleveland's quarterback, just he's been there for about a month. He passed for like over 300 yards, three touchdowns, and they clinched a playoff berth. That guy was sitting on his couch a month ago. They beat the uh, the Jets 37-20. What made you feel good in 2023 as we uh, get to uh, the uh, final weekend of the year? I'm asking that on the CJME Morning Show Facebook page. It's been an interesting read. Some of you have some fabulous things to share. Uh, it was quite simple for Teresa Gallinger. She said, finding out I have a sister that's five years older than me and actually getting to meet her this year. That's a cool story, Teresa. Thank you so much. And so many of you, too, have overcome cancer and are celebrating Twyla Smith sharing that story. I thank you for that one, too. Greg Johnson said his sister battled and beat cancer in 2023. Love to hear those stories. And you can text yours, too, at one 877 SGI reminding everyone to uh, plan for a safe ride home this New Year's Eve. You can ride the bus for free, of course. You could ride, share, cabot, Uber. Maybe call a family member or a friend. Stay the night if you can. It's the same message, though, that never seems to get entirely through because just looking at the November traffic spotlight results that SGI shared with us here, there were over 420 uh, impaired driving offenses, uh, offenses last month here, including 153 criminal code charges and 269 administrative suspension. So a lot of license suspensions, vehicle impoundments, financial penalties, mandatory impaired driving, education course. Man, that's a lot. Other results from uh, the November traffic beat. 700 tickets for distracted driving. And about 618 of those were drivers using cell phones. And they even handed up more than 4,000 tickets for speeding or aggressive driving, 275 tickets for seatbelt and car seat infractions, too. Seatbelts. That's a lot. I, it just blows my mind that people still refuse to wear a seatbelt, but uh, there are. Someone asked me uh, yesterday, what'd you get for Christmas, Greg? And I said, well, we, uh, we took it easy on the presents and uh, we decided to do a hot holiday together instead. 
as a family. So we're going to be jetting off uh, near the end of the month there. But uh, if that's what you and your family are choosing to do too, and you're about to jet off anytime soon, James Bogus from the Regina Airport has these reminders. Well, the advice that you hear from me every year has not changed, Greg, and it's to make sure you come early when you're traveling, and we're asking passengers to come two hours before your flight. Even if I'm going Uh, to Calgary? Even if you're going to Calgary, especially in the morning when we have a lot of those head start flights going out, the security lines, even when they're firing on all cylinders, they can get very backed up, upwards of 25 to 30 minutes during certain peak times of the year. So so come two hours early. Can you monitor those lines? Lineups online anywhere, James? We sure can. So in our terminal building, we actually display the information. But in addition, on our website and on CATSA's website, they will actually give you kind of a five-minute window, you know, zero to five minutes, 20 to 25 minutes, wait times for many airports in Canada, including Regina. James Bogus, my guest. Last year, Sunwing was a nightmare. It's now been taken over by WestJet. How are the hot destination flights going this year? Justifiably so ticked off. Uh, This year year, as you said, under new management, and they're incredibly busy. We've even seen WestJet, what we call upgauge, or put on a larger Boeing 737 on some of the routes because of their popularity. Some of those return flights in years past, though, have been delayed considerably. Have, have you noticed anything on the, uh, the return flights? Nothing that has come to my attention, but it does not mean these things can't change over time. And obviously, you get the odd mechanical on an aircraft. But in terms of those weather events we were seeing last year, really around this time, haven't seen anything like that yet. James Bogus from Regina Airport. Uh, when you look at the year 2023 in review, a couple of quick thoughts. Well, I got to tell you, we saw the return of Montreal and Kelowna for summer service. Passengers got a lot busier in the summer, which was incredible. And of course, just recently, so we had that amazing announcement with Minneapolis-St. Paul announced on November 20th, coming with WestJet starting next year in April. We also completed a $26.5 million runway project, Greg. Uh, that was a large 15-year endeavor. It's about every 10 to 15 years we have to resurface the runway. That has now also been completed. But if it wasn't for such a supportive community, our airport uh, certainly wouldn't have had the rebound it had this year. We're hoping for a very, very strong 2024. Upping your game in 24 with a lot more direct flights, Montreal, Vancouver, what am I missing? Well, we've got more capacity now to major markets from Air Canada. We're talking Toronto, we're talking Vancouver being the two big ones, but we're very excited that Air Canada just announced, uh, literally in the last few days, they're going to be converting that previously shared flight with Saskatoon to Montreal. It's now going to be a true non-stop, which will be great for the summer season. But what I'm really, really focused on is seeing our seat capacity. So for the listeners, this simply means how many seats you can buy in our market from a major airline, like a WestJet or an Air Canada. We want to see that return to pre-pandemic or 2019 levels. We're just not quite there yet. We're seeing new airlines coming into the Canadian marketplace, like Porter, Lynx, and others. We've certainly been talking with all of them, trying to encourage them to consider coming to the Queen City. Uh, Hopefully more good news in the new year, but I'm very excited as an airport CEO. When I look at the market, I'm seeing growth again, and I cannot wait to be talking about growing beyond our previous peaks, which was around 1.2 million passengers. Cannot wait to get back there. James Bogus, all the best this holiday season, and uh, Happy New Year, too. Absolutely, Greg. Happy New Year to you and the listeners, and have a great one. I can promise you 2024 is going to be a great year for Regina and also for YQR. Because I'm the happy level, if you know what happiness is to you. Because I'm the happy level, if you feel happy like New Year. 
this is it for me. I'm having a few days off here, and uh, I hope you get some time to enjoy your family and the great outdoors. There's so much to do around town outside now that the weather has been so great. I know the outdoor rinks are struggling to, they're far from perfect as uh, they've been dealing with uh, up and down temperatures here. Uh, super mild again yesterday afternoon. At night, they can flood, but uh, they're trying. Cross Country Ski Trail is open at Tor Hill Golf Course. There's been very little of that. Years past, you see cross-country skiers even, you know, looping around Ring Road on the outskirts of the city. But, uh, yeah, there's no snow for that. But apparently, uh, there is a cross-country ski trail that's working through Tor Hill right now. It's It's got to be pretty thin on the snow, I would think. Mission Ridge has been making their own snow. They got a, a bunch more runs up and running, so they're still going here, too. You can grab uh, some hot chocolate. Maybe some hot dogs. You can barbecue. Yeah. A.E. Wilson Park, Rick Hansen Playground, Rotary Park, Optimus Park, and Grassic Park. The city is promoting the fact that barbecues are available. And if you look around on the city website, too, there's even fire pits that you can use. You need your own wood, but uh, there are fire pits the city welcomes you to use, too. Uh, some of your feel-good moments of the year I've been sharing through this morning. Uh, some of you... New employment, Tammy uh, Gattinger said she got a new job at a potash mine. She's pretty uh, impressed and happy with that. Uh, Julie Dormuth reconnected with a high school graduation date. And, boy, things are really uh, coming together nicely. Best thing to happen this year. Thank you, Julie, for sharing that. Yesterday, we hit 6 degrees. Moose Jaw was 9, Swift Current 11, breaking an old record of 8 from 99. Light jacket weather continues again today instead of a parka. Uh, you can just walk around on your hoodie, it seems, lately. Or if you're up walking the dog, man, is that ever enjoyable in the evenings now, too? Uh, lots of people uh, texted us yesterday as it was occurring. And as you heard here live on 980 CJME, uh, we, too, were wondering what was going on with all that smoke in the north. Well, yes, if you haven't heard, that was a fire that broke out of Wheat City Metals around 1 o'clock yesterday afternoon. Firefighters had it under control, and uh, they were monitoring air quality, and there were no evacuations, and uh, everything was pretty uh, contained. But uh, even this morning, we had reporter Jillian Massey out on the scene, and uh, she had noted that there was still a little smoke drifting and couldn't see any flames, but uh, definitely smoldering a little. And uh, drivers were making U-turns, too, at Pasco Street North because fire crews were still on the scene. But... uh, uh, we'll monitor that one, but it seems to uh, be well under control. You can see some of the pictures right now at cjme.com. It's 627.